Okay. Uh, Tim Geyser, you're on a bit of a roll at the minute. Uh, another dominant day, taking a win. Can you just talk me through your motos today? And you must be happy to get another win this season. Yeah, it was good. I was enjoying a lot uh, both motos. Let's say uh, had a solid start. Uh, not whole shot, but like I also I was always in top five, and then uh, had a couple of first couple of good uh, corners where I passed a couple of riders and then I was around third, something like that. Both motos and then I was just waiting there, finding some good lines and uh, make a pass around half halfway and uh, yeah, just make a, make a little gap and control the race. So yeah, I was, I was really happy. I really liked the track today. It was really technical, especially now, especially now second moto with, uh, with more lines in the corners, you know, going downhill. So you have to really pick a right line and uh, yeah, it was good. And just on the level this year, obviously last year was probably the most exciting season in history between yourself, Roman and Hurlings and added in Prado and Caroli. The level this year maybe isn't quite as high, but at the same time you're riding really well and this could possibly be the best time guys you've ever seen. Um, yeah, I'm honestly like I'm, I'm feeling really good. I, I don't think I ever felt that good, that confident and everything. Uh, so... Yeah, I don't know. You know, it's difficult to, to say when uh, when the other guys are not here. But uh, yeah, I feel good. <laughs> and obviously, on last year, I'm sure you would have been disappointed losing the championship. But you always strike me as a guy that's always very motivated anyway. But did that maybe even make you more motivated <clears throat> over the winter to put an even harder winter? Um, yeah, last year was definitely difficult, especially you know, like halfway I was leading the championship quite comfortable, and then uh, get hurt, get injured, and then it was kind of like a struggle towards the end. But uh, still, I was in the fight for a title until the last moto. Uh, but I would say, yeah, that I was definitely disappointed. But at the same time, I try to learn as much as possible. Uh, and of course, you know, that gives me a lot of motivation to, for this season, you know, to come back and uh, show, show everyone that, that I have speed, that uh, I can fight for a title. And I remember being at Vulcan's Ward, you know, the year it was really, really rough when the rain came and mm -hmm. I just remember watching you with the bike and the bike looks so so good you know you wouldn't even thought there was bumps on the track but the bike seems to always get better and better what, what's the secret there and you, you you look really really comfortable on the bike it looks like you can just put it wherever you want um, I would say that I learn you know I try to learn every year you know uh, having quite a lot of experience already now uh, so every year you learn something new and then uh, with the team I'm I have to say that I'm super happy, you know, they really uh, do whatever I want, uh, whatever I ask for, they, they, they provide, so it's, it's super cool and uh, yeah, together we, we always built a great bike, great base on the beginning of the season, what is really important uh, and then, you know, like uh, when you have a good base, then you go just to, to each race and little changes because every, every track is a bit different, a bit different bumps, a bit different dirt and stuff like that. Uh, but overall, yeah, I have to say that I'm super happy with the, with the bike, with everything, you know, we are working really good with the team and uh, yeah, at the moment everything is clicking and uh, let's hope we, we, can, uh, we, get, we can keep rolling that, you know. <laughs> and obviously last year Mitch got injured, so you were alone under the awning. What's it like having him back and even just for the atmosphere and I'm sure you're doing a lot of riding together, so... Even for the atmosphere, it must be good to have him. And even though Ruben isn't your officially your teammate, he's got an HRC Honda bike, so it must be quite good to share data and things like uh, that. I'm sure. You know, Mitch is a great guy. You know, we always, uh, you know, have a good relationship. You know, like uh, it's funny having him around. You know, uh, and yeah, of course, you know, uh, 
really happy that he's also improving, you know, each weekend, getting better, because he had a uh, big injury uh, two years ago, where he, where we, where he had to miss uh, all 2021. Um, but yeah, it's nice, you know, it's nice for the team, for everything, to have, uh, you know, let's say three HRC bikes on the track. Um, it's good for the team and for everybody. And just on the tracks this year, I feel like with the two-day format, they're getting a lot rougher on the Sunday. But another thing is with the track prep, they seem to be ripping the tracks quite a lot now, which which kind of means they're softer. And it feels like it's been quite a while since we've got like a really rock-hard concrete track. Would you agree? And do you miss riding that kind of track? Because obviously you're really good in the hard pack. No, obviously, like I really like when the track is super deep, you know, uh, deep ruts. A lot of rods. So today was, I would say, the best track uh, this season so far. I really didn't like uh, yesterday the track where it was like quite hard, you know, not many lines, not ruts at all in the corners. Uh, because when it's flat, you know, everybody is fast and it's difficult to make a difference. When it's so rough, you know, like uh, with one line, where you found a good line, you can gain even a second you know in just maybe one corner so it's uh yeah i definitely prefer like that tracks like uh deep you know uh difficult uh, also the pace is a bit slower and uh yeah it, it makes let's say for better racing because there is more options easier to pass and everything and last question i mean on the on the mxgp world championship standings i mean like you're 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 miles ahead now is that going to be quite hard to, to forget about that and put it out of your head and just focus on what you have to do each week um, I would say uh, yeah you know like uh, the, the, the lead is quite comfortable already but uh, like I said already on press conference I don't really look for a championship uh, still a lot of races to go so uh, yeah I just want to go each GP and do uh, each GP and have fun you know enjoy uh, ride like I know without any pressure and uh, yeah, just just keep rolling. <laughs> My name is English. So. <laughs> Stefan Rabini here in Italy. A special, special day for you, getting your first uh, MX2 GP podium. Just how did it all feel and stand on the podium? Very emotional, I'm sure, because this is what you work for and you've had, had a few difficult seasons, let's say. Yeah, well, like I said a few times already, it's been a really long journey. You know, I had, uh, since European, I had really long and tough years. A uh, few times I asked myself, should I quit, should I not, you know, and uh, I was really low at some point. And uh, to finally, you know, be up there and, well, I'm just so happy because I did not give up. Uh, so, I've, with all the work I have done, uh, it's, just, it's just nice to be up there. And in that first moto... You were catching Yago, you definitely were catching, but it, it looked like two backmarkers completely got in the way and kind of ruined it. It must have been frustrating, but at the same time, you knew you had the pace, and at times you were definitely the fastest out of the two, so mentally that must be a big confidence booster as well. Yeah, like, to get this, like, uh, a good start first, and, um, uh, well, I was putting some good laps, uh, I, was catching, uh, I was catching Yago, uh, and then the back markers were like on the way and that was actually frustrating. Then I tried to push again but uh, you know the cup from the radiator popped out so my back was smoking and uh, yeah I was a little bit stressed because yeah I was I was like does my bike will go to the end or not uh, so I had to slow down a little bit you know to cool cool down the, the bike but uh, yeah it finally make it to the end so it's good. Um, 
Are you maybe a little bit surprised yourself? I mean, did you when you woke up yesterday? Did you think you'd be standing on the on the box today? Well, uh, you know, like yesterday was a like normal day for me. Uh, I was not the greatest. I was not the baddest. Uh, but I think today I just showed who I am, really. Uh, you know, my trainer says every week. He says, "Yeah, if you ride like on the training." Yeah, you can be on the podium like every, uh, like almost every weekend, you know. And it's finally cool to see that we've made it. And uh, I, I just need to believe more in myself, uh, to believe more that I can, I can be up there. And what was your thoughts on the track yesterday and today? Obviously, it was quite hard packed yesterday, but still loose on top. The rain came, and I thought it was very technical and tricky today. Well, yesterday the track was supposed to be for me, you know, like it was uh, kind of like a French track. And, uh, but I like more, you know, when it's rutty, uh, uh, when it's like technical. And uh, I really enjoyed today more than yesterday. And yeah. Um, what's your thoughts on the level of the MX2 World Championship this season? Obviously, you're quite experienced because you've rode the class. So you'll know yourself but uh, to me it seems like the top 15 is very very fast on any given day any of those guys can probably be on the podium but at the same time when Vial and Gertz step it up they've maybe got a little edge on the others yeah like we can see that uh, Iago and Tom are like I think on my point of view a little bit uh, uh, more fast than us Uh, but for the rest you know like I could finish second like I could finish 10, you know. It's, it's, uh, the, the level is, is so high, everybody's on the same speed. Uh, we could see yesterday on the time practice, you know, it, we were 10th, 10 in, in such a short time. Uh, so the level is pretty high. And uh, like I said, we can do te- second come weekend, like we can do 13. And that means the starts are very, very important, and especially at one-line tracks like it was today. But just another point on the team, you must be super happy with how it's going. And is it true it's actually a standard bike you're riding? Well, of course we are happy with the team. You know, it's it's not a factory team, and to be up there battling with the factory riders, it's it's just so nice for us. It's a big accomplishment, and uh, the Honda standard is already pretty good. We didn't do much. Uh, we're still working on it, but. The more you pull on it, the, the less it works. So uh, we are already very, very happy with the standard bike. Like, of course, with some modification, but not that much. That's, to me, I mean, standard 450, I think, is achievable to get good results in MXGP because the bikes are already that quick anyway. But I don't think there's too many guys riding standard engines in, in MX2. So people knowing that, you know, you're doing a good job there. Yeah, like, of course... Uh, there is many uh, factory bikes uh, in MX2, like almost everyone, you know, like uh, so many Austrian bikes. Um, and to be to, to be able to fight uh, with the Honda there, uh, to put the Honda on the box, is, it's so nice. And uh, well, I'm, I'm really looking forward to do it again and uh, to show that the Honda is not a bad bike. And obviously it's early to talk about it, but this is your last year in the MX2 World Championship. Hopefully we'll see an MXGP next year. I'm sure that's what you want as well. Hopefully maybe even this team. Uh, we've talked about it a few times, but like we didn't went deep in the conversation because it's still quite early uh, in the championship. 
uh, I want to focus uh, for now on my last season because, yeah, as you know, it's a long season. Uh, many riders fight for the top top places, and uh, well, of course, I'm looking forward also to go for 50, and it would be great, really great, to go with this team also because it's a really nice team. And have you rode the 450 much already, you know, practicing or anything like that? And do you think you'll have to change your riding style all that much? You're not overly an aggressive rider, so, and you're quite tall, so in theory you should shoot the bigger bike. Well, I have a 450 bike at home, and, uh, well, I've rode it a few times, uh, but, like, not that much. Uh, but I don't think I would change my, my style, because, like, I, like you said, uh, I, I think I'm pretty smooth. And uh, I really enjoy to ride with the 450, you know, like, uh, uh, of course it's strong, but um, I'm not aggressive, so I think it suits me better. Got one question, it's uh, setup related. Uh, so yesterday, the track was completely different than today, obviously. Um, I found that watching the guys ride, both the 450s and, and the 250s, some guys had the, the suspension setup, like, working really well, and others were quite off. Mm -hmm. Did, you seem to be good the entire week. Did you change anything from yesterday and to today? Uh, not really, actually. Um, it's just coming into the weekend, we changed the shock. Uh, we, this weekend, we used uh, our uh, training shock. But that's all which we did, actually, on the, on the setups. And, uh, yeah, like, obviously, the track changed so much from Saturday to Sunday. So we changed also the sprocket, and that's it. Alright. Uh, Maxim, even though you're an MXGP rookie, aside from Geyser, so far this year you've been the most consistent guy, so you must be really happy with how your season is going so far, and can you just talk me through your podium day today here in Majora? Yeah, I'm quite happy. I have to say to that the, if I see the big picture, like the, from the beginning to the season, I'm, I'm happy. It's been a good beginning of rookie season. Uh, but today I'm not happy about my riding, you know, it was not myself on the track, I didn't ride uh, the pace I'm able to ride. The starts were really good, so I'm really happy about that because we made some good steps forward and uh, made some good improvements and that's what we were looking for. But, uh, but yeah, on track it was not myself, I didn't find a good rhythm, I was making some stupid mistake and some bad, bad uh, cho uh, line choice. So. I still need to learn, you know, it's a rookie season on 450 and sometimes you don't have to ride it like a 250, so yeah, step by step. You say you're not happy, but you still got on the podium, so that's the positive of the whole weekend and maybe the expectations now have changed since the start of the season because I'm assuming at round one you'd have been over the moon with the podium, even if you were riding the same as, as today. Yeah, sure. I, like I said, it's a podium, so you have to be happy, but but yeah, my expectations are, are high. I know for rookie season it's quite high, but... Um, yeah, my expectations, I would say, that is, they are not really based on uh, any place. They are based on what I know I can do. And if I was riding on my on the top of my level and doing only four or fifth, would be good for me. You know, I'm I, I'm I'm a racer, so I want to give the best of myself. You know, so I know I can do much better, and I know when I do give the hundred percent of myself, I can win motos and win races. So we will have to, to work for this because with the winning races and GPs, this is what we are looking for. And what was your thoughts on the track yesterday and today? Obviously, yesterday was quite hard pack underneath, but it was still quite soft on top. And then obviously the rain came and I thought today it was pretty technical and very tricky. Really tricky, really technical, really slow track compared to yesterday, which was quite flat and fast track. So yeah, it was a completely different day. 
Both tracks were interesting and technical, so yeah, it's uh, it's just a uh, GP, you know, World Championship is known for uh, the, his um, uh, tricky tracks and uh, and uh, where you have to be really precise, so today was again another uh, another uh, proof, proof of that. And obviously we've switched back to the two-day format this year, the last couple of years it's been one day due to COVID, have you noticed the tracks being a lot rougher this year or do you, is it, has it not made that much difference? I feel like this year the tracks have been very rough on race day. A bit more, yes, a bit more, it's sure, but uh, yeah, it's last year was also rough, but I, I believe that uh, it's a bit more rough, even when we are going to, when we will go to the sun races, it's going to be even more, so so yeah, I think it's uh, I think it's a good thing to go back on the two-day format, you also have more time, so so yeah, it's it's a, a good thing. And obviously you raced the MX2 World Championship for many years, how have you found the transition moving up to the 450 and racing the MXGP series? Nothing. I just found that uh, the bike is completely different, you know. So it's uh, it's different, you know, the way of riding, the way of uh, the reaction of the bike, also, you know. So you have to be really focused because everything can go wrong in a in a second, you know. So um, I believe more focus and more uh, more physical for sure, and technique is uh, required for that bigger bike. Justin, uh, overall, a very positive day for the team, I think. Maybe not too consistent, good motos, but for Liam, already to finish fourth in a moto big strides forward you must be happy with this day yes uh, definitely we are really happy with the progress uh, unfortunately both starts went not really like we expect more in the back but uh, in the first motor he turned the first few corners he did it uh, brilliant and uh, was up to the front and uh, yeah he keep his pace and had some good fight with other uh, title competitors and um, yeah he did great and mentally, that must be a good confidence booster for Liam because that's probably the first time you know he's ran at the front of MX2, so he knows he can do it now. 100%. So uh, always the first time uh, up in the front is something, a mental game, and he succeeds with that. And um, yeah, he is for sure a big mental boost for him. For the second motor, unfortunately, uh, he had again a bad start, but he was uh, fighting. And uh, like all we know, if you're not up in the front directly, you cannot uh, fight uh, to make, again, a really good result. So that have to come also with a good start and at least the first few corners. And, but uh, all in all, we're really happy and uh, he, did, he did good. I think we'll have to remember, I think before Arco, he only had one day on the bike. And, you know, already, this is his third GP back, big strides already. Were you expecting this so, so quickly after being out injured? Uh, no, we don't expect that uh, for uh, rookie season. You cannot expect so much. What you need to have, uh, need to keep in mind, like what you say, is his fourth GP overall. He's still a rookie, and uh, there are ups and downs always. But I think if you can do it once to have a really good result, then you are able to uh, able to do that again. And you know also that you can do it. And this is something, uh, yeah, what you for sure keep in mind for the next races. One thing about Liam, I mean, he is an effort, so his style is unbelievable and really good to watch. And one thing I've noticed about him is when the track gets very technical, that's when the results come. But maybe when the track isn't too technical, is that maybe an area he needs to improve to maybe go balls out if needed? The speed in the MX2 and MXGP class is really high, so and the riders have to also to get used to it. So and um, this is something for sure we we he improved already. But so higher you came, so faster you are, and they are maybe just 10, the 10 or 15 best guys in the world are there. So and until until the and uh, until on on top. So it's always you need to push and find your limits step by step. 
And just on the MX2 World Championship, obviously there's a lot of people saying about the low numbers this year, but I mean, in my opinion, on any given day, there's probably 15 riders in MX2 alone that can podium, and the level's pretty high. Okay, maybe Vial and Gertz, maybe they've got a little edge if they turn it on, but they're probably the best two riders in the world, even if you look to America as well. Uh, yes, um, I see the same, the same like in the MXGP class. Uh, we say or we see that sometimes we have 15 to 25 riders on the on the gate. But please uh, make me a list what guy what guy is able to make a top 10 result and is not there. So you will not find so many guys. So and then we will see that the best guys are on the uh, there. And obviously we're going to the San and Riola. That should that should be a track that gets very rough and f- very technical. So that should be a good track for Liam. Yes, definitely. That's a good track for him. And he is there the second time on a GP because last year he had had a first GP ever for him. And he, I think he finished, I don't know, 14 or all. I don't know yet more. Um, but for sure is some uh, track what suits for him really well. Um, what's it been like having Liam under the awning and, and also having Stefan around? Because obviously he's a 10 times world championship. He knows what he's talking about. So you must be able to take some tips and pointers from him as well. For sure, um, we are really happy and proud to have family Everts under the tent, including his grandfather uh, Harry. So they are as a handsome family. They have a lot of really nice history, and we are proud to be a part of it and to uh, represent also Liam into our team uh, as rider, especially in the first year. Um, yeah, we are really happy with that. For sure, there are also a few things we as a team can learn about the family, about the past. And um, but I think we are all together. We are one unit, and we are a good group of people, and we are, can uh, progress and develop Liam for sure. And can you tell me a little bit about his equipment he's on? I do believe it's a factory bike from last year. Obviously, that's probably worked out to your benefit because there's a lot of development on the new bike and it's it's maybe not at the level yet of last year's factory bike. Um, yes, we have the factory bike from last year, the world champion bike, you can almost say from uh, two years ago. But uh, yeah, the bike is really good, the setup, we are really happy with that and um, there's nothing to complain about, nothing to blame about. So um, yeah, we are, we are happy with that, what we have. And uh, yeah, from my side, uh, we don't need uh, any other bike, that bike with that rider, so we are happy with that. And just on running an MX2 rider and an MXGP rider, not too many teams do that. They mainly focus on, a cla- on one class. What's it like for you over the weekend, running a rider in each class? Very busy, I imagine. Uh, yes, at the beginning we was also only an MX2 team. We moved up this year for MX2 and MXGP. But uh, honestly, also this is also I think a type of a rider with TKO. We was really happy, and we are still really happy about him. We wish him all the best that he is coming as soon as possible or as fast as possible back, and that he could quick recover. So for us as team, for sure, we have a double time on work. What we have to do during the weekend uh, to support also MXGP rider. But for us, it makes really fun and it's also a new chapter, a new challenge for the whole team. And um, yeah, we don't want to miss that. And for us, it's, it, it's, it's a really good combination. And just on Thomas Carrollson, obviously our thoughts are with him. What's the latest with him that you can tell me? Uh, Thomas is on the way. So uh, Thomas is on the way. Yeah, to recover, really good, really well. So we are really happy about the progress, what he did in the last couple of days. I hope soon we can have some again some really good news. But uh, you have to see uh, injury like that. You cannot have day by day any new update. It really needs time. But what I can tell is that 
there is a possibility that uh, yeah he will he will recover 100% and uh, we all all of him and all the family and all the doctors and everybody around him give his best but we are really uh, satisfied and we really believe that he can come back 100% and it's obviously quite a big awning for one rider will you maybe think about a felon rider for the end of the year either either MX2 or MXGP maybe that would take the pressure off Liam as well uh, for sure, um, first of all, for us it's important that uh, Thomas um, get also rest and uh, don't think about any fill-in rider into our team. He is for us priority number one, so this is point one. Point two is the season starts on February, but it's, I think six or seven races are already already done. So that is not this is not the half of the season yet. Uh, to answer your question, yeah, we are looking for a fill-in rider for the MXGP class. Maybe, hopefully, we have soon some uh, good news. Um, yeah, but right now nothing is decided yet, but for sure we are open eyes and uh, we have a look what we can do. Whenever you look at riders available, there's not much, but Max Anstey is currently available. Would he interest you? Max Anstey for sure is a good rider, and so far what I hear is that um, yeah, he stay in the United States, so we are here in Europe. Um, I don't know what his plans are. I'm not in contact with him. Yeah, maybe when he, if you read that article and he's free, you can uh, contact us. So then uh, we will see. Yago, uh, really, really good day for you, taking another win on championship lead still. So you must be really happy. Can you just talk me through your races? Yeah, for sure. Uh, it wasn't a really nice day for me. Uh, first seat. I was um, second or third in the start, and then uh, Fial and Guadagnini made a mistake, and I took the lead. And then uh, I just had a had a good pace the whole moto, and uh, didn't really have too much pressure from behind, and just could ride my my own race. And uh, second heat, I didn't have the best like start, but in the in the second corner I made a lot of passes, and I was in third uh, for a couple laps. Uh, went to second. And then um, had a small like gap on on Tom, and in the end I could close the gap and uh, I tried to to pass him, but it was just a little bit too late and, and quite difficult to pass. The track was really one line, so uh, came home in second and yeah, a really good day for me. And what was your thoughts on the track? Obviously, it was very different yesterday compared to today. It was more hard packed, but it was still quite soft on top yesterday. The rain came and I thought it was very technical and pretty tricky out there. Would you agree? Yeah, yesterday the track was like pretty flat and, and fast, so not that technical as, as it normally is here. And yeah, after the rain the track was um, really technical, a lot of ruts, a lot of, of bumps, so for us it was um, it was really nice to ride. And just on that Sakamoto, Yago Gertz, maybe two or three years ago, I think maybe would have been happy with the second there. Um, but mentally, have you maybe changed something this year to always go for the win and maybe um, not be happy just with the third or a fourth? Yeah, for sure. I, I want to win um, like as much as possible. But if um, like if I need to risk anything to to win, I will uh, I will be happy with the second place also. But um, yeah, when I close the gap, uh, for sure I wanted to win the heat. And what did it feel like closing down that gap in the Sakamoto? I think it was six seconds at one stage, so you were really going, really going well to, to close the gap down. So even though you didn't make the pass, you probably feel like you were the quicker the guy out there. Yeah, yeah like after like 15 minutes, I made some mistakes and I was losing some ground. But then I found some better lines and I was, I was closing the gap pretty fast. 
and then uh, yeah, then you get for sure a confidence boost. And um, it was nice. Um, it was nice to like I finished second, but I still felt uh, really really happy about my riding. On MX2 this year, I feel like the class is very stacked and very deep. There's probably 15 guys that can podium, but at the same time, whenever you and Tom step it up, it does feel a bit like the Vial and Gert show. Does it feel like that out on track? Yeah, sometimes it is, but um, like the class is, is pretty... Like There are a lot of riders who can, who can put in a good result, so it's nice to have a, a really stacked class. Um, our lap times are quite similar to the 450s most of the time, so the pace is, is really high this year. And it's probably early to talk about it, but there are some rumors found around that you might want to race MXGP next year. Is that something you can tell us? And I would quite like to see you maybe stay in MX2 another year, but what would your preference be at this stage? Yeah, I, I don't know yet. Um, I didn't decide anything yet. Um, for sure, I like to ride um, MXGP, but... Um, I have one more year in, in, in MX2 after this one, so um, maybe I'll just stay in MX2 um, because you can ride MXGP for a long time, so it's something uh, we still need to talk about. I don't know yet. And um, maybe got one question to ask you. It's, uh, have you ridden the 450 already, and if so, like a factory 450? No, I just rode a stock 450 a couple times. And um, yeah, for me, I like to ride a 450, but um, for sure, when I go on the factory, factory bike will be quite different than stock bike. And just on your goals for the rest of the season now, I mean, I'm, I'm assuming the only goal is to win the World Championship, and if you don't do that, you're probably going to be disappointed. Yeah, for sure, uh, the goal is, is to win the championship. That was a goal also the last uh, two years. But um, I just want to, to keep going like now, and uh, I'm in a good flow, so I try to keep it going like this. And just, you've got a lovely style, you're lovely to watch on the bike, very precise. So whenever you do make the switch to the 450, you probably won't have to change your riding style all that much. You know, some riders are very, very aggressive, and when they need to go to the 450, they need to smooth out a little bit. But, you know, watching you ride a bike, you wouldn't actually know you're riding a 250 sometimes because you're that smooth. Yeah, I think I think the 450 will suit me well. Um, I ride a lot on, on, like, the torque of the bike, so um, that will suit me well on the 450. So I think... Um, I won't like need to change uh, a lot if I make change, make the step. And the next GP is Raiola. Looking forward to the, a very bumpy soundtrack. Yeah, for sure. Uh, it's the first like real sand GP of the year, so uh, I'm really looking forward to to race there next weekend. Um, Hakon, very good weekend for you racing here in Italy, second overall and taking a very very convincing second moto win. You must be very pleased with your weekend. Yeah, it was super good. Um, started off the yesterday with uh, a third place in Moto One with uh, like okay riding, did some mistakes and um, yeah, was slipping out some places. But uh, yeah, the track was uh, pretty pretty rough today. Uh, but I had a pretty good feeling before I went out of the track, and uh, I was uh, super motivated to race in the mud again. Um, I feel like uh, mud and a lot of ruts is more my style and uh, more calm, so I can use the, my riding skills to, uh, yeah, to do what I did today and uh, just have a good start and um, just go. Uh, you've got a very, very nice style. Is that something you've been working on since you've been like very young? And just in the second moto, that was probably really the biggest win of your career. Would you, would you agree with that? 
obviously it's a high level, but just the way you did it as well. Yeah, for sure. I think like this win today was probably the the biggest win I had in my career. Uh, of course, because it's a new class and it's bigger, uh, bigger opponents and um, yeah, it's bigger class overall. But uh, yeah, my my riding style has been okay. I mean, but uh, I still can fix some things. But uh, yeah, for for today, I'm happy with the style and uh, yeah, just need to uh, fix those small things to make it even better. And coming into the season, what were your goals at the beginning of the season? Because obviously you missed, I mean, more than half of last season. And then going from the 125 to a 252 stroke, I would say that's quite a big jump and it's not natural to make that jump. So how did you feel coming into the season? I felt like, uh, okay, from the when I got back from the injury, uh, I had some problems with the leg and uh, a little bit with the pain and the heart pump, of course, when you're out for three months and... Uh, you don't race or ride, then uh, it's going to be difficult to come back. Uh, or, and even on a 252 stroke, that's so so nervous and um, so much power. But for my goals was just uh, learn as much as possible for uh, the next year. But uh, I think I already achieved uh, a lot of what uh, more than I expected, to be honest. Uh, but. Yeah, not pretty much, just uh, try to learn as much as possible in this class and uh, do it uh, better next year. Yeah, because you also raced the International Italian Championship and I think it was the second race that you raced there, you were right at the front. Did you surprise yourself that day because you don't, don't, didn't have that much experience racing the bike yet then? No, uh, yeah, as in uh, Sardinia, when uh, the two Internazionale, uh, the first race in Algero went uh, a little bit... Uh, shit because yeah, I was uh, stressing too much and uh, yeah, it was just uh, thinking about new class, bigger people and stuff but then in Riola it, everything went like uh, upside down and uh, I got like two good starts in the uh, first race and then the second race with uh, also the 450s so uh, third place in the first moto and then uh, eighth place with the 450 so it was pretty good and, and I know it's early to look ahead the next year but I mean, AMX 250 is all about development, and you've already showed you're developed already, and you, you could probably run good speed in MX2. Would the goal be to race MX2 next year? Uh, I don't know. We will see what's happening. But uh, for sure, now I know that uh, if I if I have a good start, I know that I can be up there. Uh, P3 and P1, it's just unbelievable. And uh, if I continue having good starts, I think I can be pretty consistent. And have you, obviously you've been racing a 252 stroke. Have you raced a 254 stroke at all? Because obviously if you're going to race MX2 in the future, that'll be the next step because you obviously can't race a 252 stroke there. No, I, I've only tested a four, no, a four stroke. I haven't raced one. Um, and how did you feel when you tested it? What's pretty good, but it was original, so uh, it wasn't, you know, the best power. But uh, maybe uh, if we have like a super good four-stroke, uh, it can be the same as a two-stroke. But yeah, I don't know the race, uh, the race on a four-stroke because I never done it. But I hope it will be good. And just on the Norwegians, you've got Kevin getting podiums in MX2. You just went one two today. What is it you're doing? I mean, you're such a small country. Northern Ireland's small. We have nobody really coming up. You have so many. You've even got a girl, Martine Hughes. Like, what's the secret there? Uh, I don't really know. I just uh, 
for me, it's been uh, my trainer, Kenneth Gunnarsson, from uh, when I was super little. I know also that uh, Kevin and uh, Fredriksen was training with him. But I think that, uh, yeah, me going to Madi is helping me a lot. And also Kevin in the FNH Kawasaki, uh, I think he's a good team with a good trainer. So I think it's helping him a lot. Uh, as you know, he had some problems some years uh, later, but... Uh, and now he's in a good spot and uh, yeah, I'm happy for him. And are you still working with Kenneth Gunderson? Because uh, obviously you're working with the Maddies as well, or what way does that work? I mean, I don't really, uh, since I'm never home, I've been home like one time uh, this year. Uh, and uh, yeah, it was just for, uh, yeah, also when I was injured, so I didn't train so a lot. But um, I still have a little bit of uh, <coughs> connection with him and uh, if I need something or if I wonder of something, I can uh, call him and he gave it, uh, yeah, gave it to me. And how's it been working with the Maddies as well? They, they seem to be able to spot young talent and help them improve quite a lot. Yeah, no, I, I mean, the whole team is just fantastic. It's like, uh, like, a, like a family, you know? Uh, you don't get that much in other teams, but uh, yeah, this team is like he really cares about uh, the riders, and uh, also Corrado is really good with the bikes and suspension. So we have really good uh, engines and suspension, and I, it's just uh, hard work. Eddie, we're here at the MX250 Championship in Italy. Uh, two very, very different days, but I, f I feel like you showed really good pace despite the different conditions, so riding-wise you must be happy with your weekend, but just a few mistakes, but especially in the second one, it was very easy done out there. Um, yeah, very, very big step in the right direction. Uh, the All weekend I've been uh, back up to pace of uh, what I normally should be. Um, good qualifying second, happy with that. Uh, then the first race I made a stupid mistake on the first corner, I stole, I stole the bike, I don't know how I did this. Uh, and then I worked my way up to 10th thing, uh, caught a tough lock, had a little slip up on 13th, but I was fastest on the track, like halfway through the moto, catch, catching leaders at some point. So very happy with that. Um, so going into the second race, very positive. Um, it, worked, it didn't work any starts because it started raining. We was going to do some starts in the morning, but we didn't want to get the bike dirty. So I just mem like, um, visualised doing some starts and um, got a really good jump. First 250 out there, apart from the two strokes, they're a bit too fast. Uh, and then the first few laps, I, I just literally was trials riding too slow. Um, and then made a little slip up and then gained focus a bit. And then at the end of the race, I started, I think I was seventh, and then I started catching everybody again. But I need to work on these last conditions um, a bit more and get used to the technical stuff so I can be up there at the front again. And just in the first moto, before you did have the small tip over, I think it was two laps in a row, you're actually the fastest rider on the whole track. So that must give you a lot, a lot of confidence to know that you have the pace. Yeah, definitely. And also I was in traffic, so that was... Um, that did get, I seen on the pit board, you are the fastest. I was like... And that gave me an extra, I think, an extra half second or something, and then I caught the next guy. And obviously just a little slip up, on it, but I need to work on that. So very happy, very confident going into the next race also. And how did you find the tracks on, on the Saturday and then today? Yeah. Obviously completely different. It was quite hard yesterday, quite hard packed, but not like concrete. But then today, pretty much just a mudder really. Yeah, yesterday was, it was quite grippy in some places. Um, obviously some sketchy bumps like Italy, hard pack in some places. But today... I didn't even go out for the free practice, so I thought it's going to weigh my bike down so much. Um, 
in the on the dry line it was dry the track but it was literally standing up all the way and jaw riding and uh, just precise not many mistakes so very 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 different and what was it like to be up running up at the front again it's obviously it's been quite a while you know yeah. a lot of injuries and stuff like that but how did it feel just to be up there where you know where you belong um, if I, I didn't get last time I was in third in uh, Portugal I got nervous and I tensed up this time I went slower but I didn't tense up I just I was trying to look at the track the first lap or so uh, and then I made a very very big mistake before the finish and nearly crashed and then I just I wasn't riding fast enough I don't know why it wasn't because I was tense um, and then I had a little slip up and then I started riding good again. And uh, you've obviously signed with the Bud Kawasaki team. Your first time racing the Kawasaki because you've been with KTM. Yeah. How's everything going with the team and living in France and things like that? Yeah. Is it is it helping? Yeah, it is helping, and also having the training house here, uh, working with him on on physical training, and also on the bike training. He picks up on so much. Um, it's like family. I live with my teammate. We mess around uh, in the afternoons, going down to the beach sometimes. Yeah, it's fun. And you've had a lot of injuries. Obviously, you, you, you want good results this year. Everybody does. But even if the res results maybe aren't the best, how important is it for you just to stay injury-free this year and then build for next year? Um, that is a very, very big goal. Uh, I'm Like this year, last year, last past, last few years, sorry, I was very fast at the start of the season, but I always try and go first start of the season. It doesn't matter. You can't win the championship at the start first race. This year, I'm not... Like the first few races, I wasn't up to pace, but I wasn't worrying. We have a long season, and I just want to keep building, building. Obviously, the last races are the ones that count. David, uh, a very, very good weekend for you in the EMX 250 Championship here in uh, Italy. Must be delighted to get a podium in the class. Yeah, I'm really happy. My first podium of the season and also my first podium in the mix 250. Yeah, first moto I did five and today I did four. And today the track was really, really difficult. Only one line, difficult to pass. I was struggling the first laps, but then I found a quite good rhythm, constant rhythm, and I finished four. Um, third overall, really, really happy. Especially, uh, I want to say thank to Polar Renner, my training, to my mechanic, my team. We work hard. We, we work really hard, and yeah, hard work pays off. Uh, I hope to continue like that, and we will see the next races of the season. And what were your goals coming into the season? Did you think you'd be standing on the podium so quickly? Uh, oh, it's difficult in the European. You need to be constant. The results of the riders are race by race really different. I want to be really constant and we will see where I finish. And what was your thoughts on the track yesterday? It was quite hard packed but not, not concrete. It was a little soft on, on top but today very very difficult. Yeah yesterday it was really different track like uh, today was like a new track. Yesterday was really really hard no lines no routes and yeah, was only one line. All the people we had the same, almost the same speed. The start was really important, and today also the start was really important because it was only one line. Outside of the line was really soft, really slippery, and yeah, today also was really really important the start. And I take two good starts, so happy about that. And yeah, I I find a good rhythm. And it it must be nice to have good results on both both days because the track was so 
different, so uh, you're pretty versatile. Yeah, yeah, I'm for sure. I'm happy, and it's like I say, two different tracks. Yeah, same track, but different ground, and happy about. I ride good in both both days. And now, what are your goals for the rest of the season? Now you've got a podium. You know, you can you can do one better, try and get a second overall, but. I'm sure you'll maybe try and get a win before the end of the season, but as you know, it's tough, and especially with those Fantic kids. Yeah, for sure. It's not easy to win in the European Championship, but I think it's not impossible. Uh, with hard work, it's possible and good start. So I will work really hard with my team, with my training, with my mechanic, and we will see where we can be. And future goals, I'm assuming you want to race the MX2 World Championship. Will you maybe do any wild cards this year, or is that out of the question? Yeah, if nothing happens, I will race in in Sanadu in Madrid. But so, so next weekend? Uh, in three weeks. Oh, three weeks. But it's not not sure. So, oh, so w- when you go in the MX2, I'm I'm assuming the goal will be just to learn and then prepare for maybe next year or the year before. Yeah, it's really early to say about that, but we will see. If this year I finish with good speed, good reading. Why not? I can do World Championship, but it's too early to say. So we will see uh, during the year how we do. Now it's only one race, so I want to continue like that, um, work hard and be really constant. Cornelius, a very, very good day for you. (laughs) Not only winning, but also getting the red plate. You must be delighted with how your weekend went. Yeah, it went good, you know, I had two good starts and uh, yeah, just solid riding first moto, I uh, grabbed the whole shot and controlled the race from there. Um, second moto, I went a little bit too far to the right out on the start straight and uh, Håkon got uh, better out of the corner and uh, yeah, I just, it was almost mission impossible to pass, you know, so uh, it's better to um, save into a good second place and take the overall and good championship points and uh, yeah, great weekend. Yeah, exactly. I'm sure when you got out of bed yeah, yesterday morning, you probably didn't expect to get the red plate, so that's, that's a bonus. Yeah, it was like I had a good feeling about it, you know. Uh, and after yesterday when I, uh, yeah, my riding was great, uh, I was first in all the sessions I was on the track, so uh, yeah, just a good feeling, you know, with the hard pack. I've been practicing a lot on this, and uh, also next weekend uh, in Sardinia, where I won the International Italian Championship, I also have good vibes, so uh, I'm looking forward to it. And what was your thoughts on the track both yesterday and today? Obviously yesterday it was quite hard packed, but it was still you know, quite soft on top. And then obviously with the rain overnight, it was very, very technical today. Yeah, you know, uh, yesterday they uh, expected more rain than it came, so uh, it was a little bit drier, I think, and not as many line choices as they maybe like. But um, um, today was... Uh, Definitely uh, one line that was very deep um, and outside the line it was just uh, slush, you know, so when I tried to pass my goggles just got destroyed and I needed to back off, so I, when I got to second place it's it's a very good result, you know. So. And did you know that Elzinga had DNF, did the team need put that on the pit board so you knew to be extra smart and settle for second instead of, you know, maybe pushing and crashing, trying to win? Yeah, they gave me it on the pit board, uh, El Singa out, so uh, I knew that second place was a very good result and solid championship points, so uh, yeah. And how is everything going with the Fantic and the two-stroke and the team, you know, it's it's a really good team, and especially working with the Maddie, yeah. Maddies, they seem to be very good at bringing riders on. Yeah. Yeah, they. Uh, we have been uh, doing a lot of good work during the winter, you know, we stay... Uh, 
Yeah, in the same place around with the the workshop uh, pretty much all winter. So um, yeah, just a lot of hardback riding, uh, quite a lot of riding like this, you know, in the mud. So uh, and we are used to it. Uh, you also saw uh, my teammate; he grabbed the win in the second moto. So he was riding solid. Uh, I think I had a bit more pace, but uh, I couldn't couldn't pass. So uh, yeah, I just settled for a second. You obviously won a round last year on the Yamaha. How does this win compare? Does it maybe feel extra special because of the way you won the first moto? I mean, you pretty much dominated. Yeah, you know, uh, it feels much better to do it uh, with a 1-2 than 3-3 uh, and uh, to really get that um, that uh, win with good results in both motos, you know. So, uh, yeah, just uh, yeah, I feel very comfortable with the team and, uh, yeah, it's looking great. I have a 17-point lead in the championship now, so uh, it couldn't be better, you know, after what the circumstances are from the previous rounds. And it's obviously early to talk about it, but looking ahead the next year, I'm assuming if you had to say now, you probably want to be racing the MX2 World Championship? Yeah, that's the goal, you know, uh, to uh, be at the top of the championship this year, keep the red plate now, um, just uh, keep grinding and having good results every weekend, uh, keep it uh, steady, and uh, yeah, next year hopefully MX2 is uh, the step. And obviously you want to win every moto, but to finish second behind your teammate and fellow Norwegian. If you had to pick a guy to finish second to, it was probably Hakon. Yeah, it's great. You know, we we work together. Uh, yeah, the whole winter since I moved down to Italy, we we have been working uh, together very good, and uh, we lift each other up. And uh, I always have someone to push with in practice, and uh, he also have the same in me. So. Uh, yeah, it's just a great uh, partnership and uh, we are great teammates, so it's good to see him win. And what about all the Norwegians in the paddock? I mean, you've got Kevin getting podiums in MX2, yourself, Hakon, you've even got a woman and Martin Hughes. What is it that Nor- Norwegians seem to be doing at the minute? It's pretty, <laughs> like, I'm from Northern Ireland and pff, we have nobody coming up and Norway is small, it's a small yeah. country and yeah. you shouldn't really have the talent you have, but you're obviously doing something, right? Yeah, I think... Uh we all have been doing the same, you know, we uh, we try to get out to Europe and try to do some European Championship races and just, um, yeah, get out of Norway. It's uh, Norway, like, the it's not the same, uh, uh, like, big races and uh, motocross is not so big, you know, so uh, we just need to, to uh, yeah, get to Belgium, Holland, uh, do the Dutch Masters uh, and we have more 125 people coming up, so, uh, yeah, I don't know what it is, we have snow half the year, you know, so uh, it's quite uh, quite impressive, but uh, we are doing something right. And what age did you actually move away from Norway from, and was that quite difficult, you know, you were moving away from your home country and trying to, trying to adapt a life in a different country, what was that like to begin with? Yeah, you know, 2020 was my first season when I lived um, in uh, Belgium, uh, in Lommel with the JWR. And um, obviously I didn't stay there the whole year, but um, I was living there with my mechanic and uh, it was quite lonely, you know, we didn't have so much to do and uh, it was just like riding, go back and uh, just watch YouTube, whatever, and uh, get ready for the next training. Um, and yeah, with Riley, uh, I lived the whole year, you know, in Holland, um, and now this year in uh, in Italy. And uh, hopefully, it can stay this way, and uh, we can uh, get something figured out for next year also.